everyone and welcome to the latest episode of The Writer's Haven. I am your host, Musu of Musu Writes. And um, before we get to today's episode, I just want to make sure and check in and make sure you all are doing well. Um, as we close out this year, it's been a very wonky year, <laughs> a new word I learned. But I hope um, that this latest episode finds you and your family well. Um, it's been a lot of up and downs this year, but I, I believe that we're going to end on a a good note um, as we go into the new year. So um, if things have been challenging for you, I I hope that um, there is a a turnaround soon and that you will be be able to to tell about, tell people about it. Um, So again, welcome to the latest uh, podcast episode of The Writer's Haven. And I just want to also thank everyone because um, this past um, month uh, I really saw a lot of people who wanted to reach out and connect um, with the podcast or with myself so I do appreciate with you connecting on me with me on social media um, showing your interest in the podcast I, I really do appreciate it the subscription has really gone up so I really that's very encouraging for me to just um, keep going and keep doing what we do over here. And I'm really glad that you all are enjoying it. So let me cut to today's episode. Um, we have another great guest on here today. Uh, we have in- indie author Angela M. Robinson, and she has written a lot of really good books. She Um, is about that Midwestern background. So she writes a lot of interesting fictional stories. Um, Some of them include uh, Love, Life, and Lithium. You have 10 Rules That Ruin Your Life, War, Wives, and Widows. But today we're going to be talking about her latest book, Made in Mississippi. It has a great storyline, and she shares a lot of interesting background information on the story, along with her own journey as a writer, um, how she came from a small town and all that good stuff, and just the little things that she has learned along the way she was able to incorporate into this book. So if you are interested, um, take a listen. Angela's books are available on Amazon, and her connection in information, her social media and all that good stuff will be available in the show notes. So I hope you enjoy and I will talk to you guys okay. next time. She, Thank, you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. So, but I do appreciate because I know you have a, a very solid platform too. So I appreciate you taking time to uh, chat with me for a little bit. Awesome. It's my pleasure. Yeah. So I usually like to start off with, uh, you know, just the overall journey. And I know you wanted to talk about your transition from becoming a full-time teacher to becoming a full-time writer. Um, And in talking about that, uh, if you can identify, like if there was like a one spark moment where you just said to yourself, okay, I know this is what I have to do now. Um, Well, I originally wanted to be a writer. So Mm -hmm. as a, you know, an 18 year old, in high school, I was the editor of the newspaper. I was very um, politically active. So I was writing these uh, very politically charged um, editorials for my paper. And I actually had um, our journal 
the journal news come and interview me. Hey, this kid is, you know, kind of very political. I was already 18, um, asking some questions about, you know, politics. I was very um, kind of an activist. Um, and so I was very into that and I wanted to go into journalism. And uh, my parents, God love them, were very conservative and kind of said, well, you know, we're in a very small town. Um, that's a great dream, but you kind of need a, a backup plan. Why don't you become a teacher? And, and that also was a gift for me too. I love children. I love education. I love to read. I, I loved going to college, which a lot of people, you know, I say even today, I miss going to college and they're like, really? <laughs> I love school. I love to learn. So mm-hmm. um, I chose to be a teacher. Not that I didn't enjoy it. I really loved that route but I changed, I kind of, I didn't go into what I really wanted to do in the beginning. So uh, I spent a long time teaching, uh, you know, some different age groups. I've had, you know, experience with all types of age groups. I did, you know, I was a Girl Scout leader. I was, you know, just involved with youth activities and things like that. And not that I, you know, I didn't get tired anyway, because I, in any way, I was still very, I think I used my activism in that area um, for my Mm -hmm. students. And I was very um, active in kind of being an advocate for them if they had uh, developmental disabilities or special needs or family issues. And, you know, there was also opportunities to be active in that area. But I, when I reached 40, um, I sort of said, okay, let me kind of take inventory I love teaching, uh, you know, I, I, I still love it, I miss it, but I really always wanted to be a writer and mm. I'm going to do this. And I had no idea how to do it. Wow. <laughs> I, I mean, I had no idea where to start. So I just started with research and I went back to college. Um, I got an English degree and I took some creative writing classes for graduate school. I haven't finished yet, but just kind of switched into this and said, okay, you know, you have one life and this is my passion and this is what I wanted to do. I'm going to do it. And there was this intense fear also of, am I going to fail? You know, what, what are my family friends going to say when all of a sudden, you know, I'm in a small town and I say, I'm going to be a writer, you know, you kind of get the, oh, that's nice. Mm -hmm. You know, type of thing. but I said, you know, I have to do this because it's always been my dream and I will feel something's left out. I didn't finish something. I didn't go for it. And so I did as much research as I could and just kind of my first book, I laugh now mm-hmm. because I, I just did it so haphazardly. I just did it with what <laughs> I knew. and. Yeah. I look back at it and, and honestly, the, the funny thing is, is that I, I mean, I, I, I hired editors, I got a professional cover, you know, it was just a collection of anecdotal stories and I used it as a free book on Amazon, just as kind of like a magnet for people to kind of see my writing. And it mm-hmm. was, it was nonfiction and that book is downloaded daily. And mm-hmm. I did the least amount of advertising, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, what? That was just so raw in my first book. And it's 
gotten more downloads than any of them. So I'm mm. like, so strange. Um, but my first book was nonfiction. And okay. it, it was when I f- got that first book in my hand, when they mailed it to me, mm-hmm. I just like burst into tears, like to see my name on that cover. And I did it. And, you know, yeah. it was so exciting. Okay. And then it was like, okay, now I really need to know how to really do this well, because <laughs> that was right. kind of just haphazardly, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of the journey that got me started. Okay. And, you know, it's, it's funny because when people come on here and talk about their journey, it's like a lot of us have that one thing in common with that first book that's kind of like thrown together. <laughs> Right. You know, type thing. You really don't know what you're doing. You're learning right. as you go along. But strangely enough, you know, it it connects. It, it has right. that impact. So um, you have written, you know, several books from what I understand. And yes. with all of them, have you gone through the self-publishing journey? Yes, I am self-published and I have not. I, there's been a few um queries and some interest and I haven't been I'm not comfortable enough to go into traditional publishing yet because I like the control that I have got it and I like um being able to control my voice and what I write and how it you know it looks I mean I, I take a lot of um like uh you know insight from other people and I have you know advanced readers that say, you know, I kind of don't like this, or I have other authors Mm -hmm. who say, you know, I read it, the ending was, you know, so I I take in a lot of, it's not like I'm, I I just want to, you know, control everything and have my own, you still take in a lot of input. It's just that traditional publishing feels like to indie writers sometimes, not oppressive, but you just, I think indie writers are kind of free spirits and mm-hmm. um, maybe we're control freaks. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. But we like to have that ability to write different things. And I've done that. I've written uh, two nonfiction books and two mm-hmm. fiction books. And my book that's going to be coming out is also fiction. So I've kind of done both. And I feel like with traditional publishing, sometimes they put you in a niche and they're like okay you're gonna write you know this cozy mystery and Mm. all of yours are going to be cozy mystery and maybe you want to experiment with you know different types of writing Mm -hmm. and you'll feel you know sort of you know pigeonholed if you do that Mm, so I have not I'm not saying I won't Mm -hmm. but as of now I have not done that but people have shown interest in um having you published traditionally? Yes, I've, wow. I've had, yeah, I've had a, a couple people um, approach me and, and, and I'm with, of course, you have to be careful. You have to be skeptical of course. of literary agents. And there's a lot of people out there that, you know, um, it, it's a business. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's creative. We love it. It's our art, but it's our business. Mm-hmm. And we also have to be very careful business-wise. So I always do my research and make, okay, who is this company? I ask other authors, have you published with them? You know, are they reputable? Um, I just haven't felt comfortable stepping forward yet. Not, you know, maybe I haven't found the right fit or Mm -hmm. I haven't found the right, you know, scenario. Um, I'm not saying I won't, but at this point, I just haven't felt comfortable. What do you think is the biggest misunderstanding people have when it comes to self-publishing? Because a lot of authors, they're looking to 
to be published. They don't mind the self-publishing, but do you think there's like one big misconception when it comes to that? I think, uh, you know, I recently got uh, an email from someone who said, I want to write a book and, you know, I'm going to upload the, the Word document on the, you know, and can you help me? And I'm like, wait, this is so much bigger than <laughs> I think that they, they think it's, oh, it's easy. You just put your book on, you know, on Amazon. And I, there was actually this article that infuriated me. It was like, you can write a book on Amazon in 10 minutes yeah. or something. I don't know if you've seen that, but I, I have, said, yeah. what? I looked at that. I was like, oh no, mm -hmm. the, my last book because of COVID, of course, that kind of really threw a wrench in things. Mm -hmm. um, it takes me usually about six months to write the book, get the cover, get the editing and get it out. This one took me a year. Okay. Of course, it's 2020. So, I mean, it, everything was like sort of um, held back. Um, but I really put in the research into the book. I get it edited several times. I have other authors read it. Uh, you know, my newest book um, is about Mississippi. And um, although I have Southern uh, relatives, I'm not, I was not raised in the South. So I really researched this and I had a fellow author H.C. Bentley actually was born and raised in Mississippi. And I said, okay, can you read this before it goes to print? Give me a feel. Is this, you know, the right dialect? Is it mm -hmm. the right feel? Is it the right culture? And she got back with me and said, you nailed it. I'm like, oh my gosh, awesome. yes, you know. So, but I had spent hours, you know, researching, looking up, you know, thankfully we have the internet now so that we can look at you know yeah okay, this was this was in a specific town in Mississippi mm -hmm. so I looked it up and I looked up you know so um it's I think maybe people think it might be easier than it is mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we almost work harder I think than traditional publishing yeah because it's all on us exactly we're marketing we're you know doing uh, there's so many software programs that we use that people don't understand and we're researching keywords on Amazon and what you know what what is you know what's hot right now or where can this fit or where does my book fit as a genre it, it would almost be easier traditionally publishing if you're just writing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but we have to build you know when I started my Instagram I remember I was happy that I had 200 followers yeah and then when it went to a thousand, I was like, oh, I have a thousand. <laughs> now we're almost to 5,000. Yeah. Still very small. I'm my, my goal right now, my next goal is 10,000. Okay. Um, I, I make like a kind of segmented goals. It was my first goal was a thousand. When I met that, I said, okay, we're going to do 5,000. Mm -hmm. I'm like, maybe 60 away from that. So that'll be another goal. And then it's 10 and you kind of build, um, but it's not quick. No, it's a 24 hour a day job. Yeah. And you are always building your name, your brand, your persona, everything that you post on Facebook, on Instagram is about your who you are and you're mm -hmm. telling readers who you are and you have to be very careful about that right too, uh, how you present yourself so it is that is probably the biggest misconception is they think oh I'm gonna put a book on here for in 10 minutes 
um, that's probably not going to work out. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, it's work. It is a full time. Yeah. You, you really laid out the whole, the realities of self-publishing, you know, it's not something that you just jump into and then you have a book. Yeah. Yeah. It's not glamorized at all. No, it's, it's, it's not. Yeah, that's very <laughs> true. And so, yeah, I'm excited to talk with you about your book, Made in Mississippi. It, it looks like a very interesting read. Um, can you tell us, you know, I know you've already done your research and, uh, you know, I think that was a very smart move with having your one colleague read it and see for your, see for him himself you know his thoughts on that so what other things are tied to this you know give us a little bit of background on your book well I usually start my books with a question a what if question and Mm -hmm. this one was what if a very wealthy you know Los Angeles housewife who has done, you know, the name brand, everything, the lunches and brunches, and she's married to a high profile case lawyer. What if she lost it all and realized that she's inherited a house in Mississippi? And what would happen to her culturally, you know, to go from having money, having this type of culture to, you know, tragedy strikes. And, and, and it's, it's not a spoiler. Um, she loses her husband. They've had a very cold kind of relationship. He hasn't been around. He's working all the time. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what would happen to her internally uh, if that were to happen? Mm-hmm. So to be put in that sort of test, okay, now I can't afford this mansion now I can't afford the Bentley. I have three children. You know, who am I now if we strip away these material items and we go back to some of our roots, we go back to who are we really and what would happen? And I think the biggest question is, and I, and I always gear things towards women's fiction, I think, um, is the question, can I do this? Mm-hmm. You know, she's alone now with kids and she hasn't been in the working, she has a degree, but she hasn't been in the working, uh, you know, field for a while. And it's the question, can I handle this? Can I do this? And at one point she's thinking she's going to drive her children from Los Angeles to Mississippi. And one line is, can I drive cross country with three kids? And so she, it's sort of an experience of, can I handle this? Can I do this? And I think every person, uh, especially, you know, women have to face a moment in their life where they say something happens, whether it's a divorce, it's a death, it's a change. And can I handle this? Right. And she's very, um, she doesn't have that confidence. And so it's watching her you know, go to a new place and she doesn't have, you know, her big name to rely on anymore because now you're in a small town and nobody knows you and no one cares, you know, that your husband was so-and-so and, and, you know, they, the townspeople aren't, you know, they're not treating you differently. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not treating you with any, because of your status. And it's kind of her journey of what's really important in life you know, her children also culturally, they've lived in a mansion. And uh, I, one part, her son, um, her youngest son has just been indoors playing, you know, gaming 
<laughs> you know, and now she's in Mississippi and when they get there, they don't have any Wi-Fi and they don't have any, you know, it, and he's like, they're like, okay, well, let's go down to the river. Let's learn how to fish, you know, let's, you know, so it's kind of, I think, getting back to the basics and watching her go on that journey to see, can I handle it? What, which one, which of these lives is me? Are they both me? And watching her make that choice. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah, it, it sounds interesting. And um, I think you, with that, with that type of storyline, you know, a, a lot of people will be able to connect with that because of course things happen in life, you know, that causes us to question our ability to overcome or how we're going to handle this situation type thing. And then what I also really liked was um, how they kind of like the main character kind of like un unplugged from the world that yeah. she was used to. I guess she had no choice, but just reconnecting, you know, in, in certain ways, you know, taking the kids and going to the river type thing, things like that really jump out to me. It, it, it reminds me of, you know, certain, you know, certain things with people that I know, but um, so when in putting this storyline together, uh, what expectations can the readers, you know, look forward to? I know you've really gone in depth, but you know, what can the readers look forward to when they're reading this story? I think they can look forward to an emotional ride uh, because yeah, that's always a yeah, good read. When you're emotionally invested, you know, H.C. Um, Bentley <laughs> messaged me in the middle of it and she said, uh, you're really getting to me, girl. Wow. <laughs> She's like, okay, you're getting to me. I'm, I'm in tears. I'm like, okay, this, you know, yeah. this is, it's, it's going to be an emotional journey. And, and it's going mm -hmm. to, I think it, it shows how she feels, you know, maybe inadequate, even though she's been, you know, in a mansion, she's been with high society, she's went to black tie affairs, she's comfortable in that mm -hmm. setting. But at one point, she's actually in a hospital where, you know, she's looking for the cafeteria and, you know, she has to yeah. make her own coffee and she's looking at the machine and doesn't know how to work it. Right. And for right. her, exactly. she, from that point on in the book, she makes it a point to make her own coffee always. Because it was mm. like, she didn't realize how far she had come from reality, um, mm -hmm. kind of in this sheltered, you know, existence. And mm. I think that was a good, you know, kind of a good lesson. And, you know, the advanced readers that have read it so far um, love the emotional journey, but there's also kind of some teasing and a little bit of mystery um, mm -hmm. that I threw in, which kind of was, you know, that was kind of fun. I haven't really done anything with mystery and it's not a mystery in the sense of the genre, but, um, you know, she didn't know her husband was from Mississippi. He had, he had hidden that from her because wow. he felt it was below them. So when a mysterious man shows up and says, well, you, he's his birth certificate, he's from Mississippi. It, it is completely just a rocks her world. And, mm -hmm. and you have a, a family home there, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, she's just like, well, this is a whole nother life. I don't know anything about. Right. And then to say, okay, well, let me, let me investigate it. Let me look at it. Let me see, is this me? Do I fit in here? What do I think about this type of life? Mm -hmm. When you strip away all the money and all the prestige and materialism 
what is life really about in those mm -hmm. relationships and the relationships she builds in the small town you know, just having Southern relatives, they're very real and they're very um, open and honest. And the, the conversation is very, um, I don't want to say blunt, but very descriptive and open and, you know, mm -hmm. not stiff. And right. you know, so she's getting to know that culture and, it, and it's like, I like this. This is, mm -hmm. this fits with me. And so it's, it's kind of a, transformational book um that okay. people watch her go through and the kids too as well obviously if they're from it's kind of spoiled let's mm -hmm. say three spoiled kids that have everything to okay now you're here and they're right. like it's hot and there's bugs and we don't like it and the river stinks and you know um <laughs> how she handles those relationships with her children saying okay well money's not everything Let's learn how to fish. Mm -hmm. You've always wanted a dog. We never wanted one in the house. Let's let's get a dog. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of just experimenting with life. I like that word transformational because it to me, it, you let me know what you think. Of course, it, it pretty much describes what a lot of people are going through right now. Yes. You yes. know, they were th thrust into this whole brand new way of living that may or may not be permanent as we go down the line, you know, with exactly. the, the COVID and all of that going on. So they were, a lot of us were forced to get used to things that we didn't have to do before. And right. there were luxuries in the way that we were going about our oh, day-to-day yeah. lives. And now, <laughs> the, you know, that's been, you know, yanked away, so to speak. So um, I, I couldn't help but make that connection there. I, I'm, I'm interested in seeing if you were also thinking about that too, as you were putting this book together. You know, it, it was it was interesting going through um, writing and you know producing the book during COVID yeah. because it was there are a lot of families who right now they're having to move in with other family members yep. or they're you know we have a lot of people out of work and you know a lot of kids maybe they're not getting all the things that they used to and looking inside and saying, okay, what really matters? Mm -hmm. What really matters are those relationships. And I think at the end of the book, you realize that that's, they're together, we're together, we're a family, we're no matter where we are, we're strong. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the point of, we can really survive anything if we're together, if we're a family. Right. So that was kind of the message of it, it's not easy. And there's mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, heartbreaking moments in there. And, you know, when she's, you know, going through her things and saying, thinking, okay, what do I have to sell? What can I keep? I mean, that's a real, that's, yeah. some people have had to face that. Okay. Right. What do you need to sell? What can I keep? What can I not do without? Mm -hmm. What can I do without? And just mm -hmm. kind of that soul searching. And it, it, it was strange that because I wrote it, I had it basically finished um, before March. So that was before everything got crazy. Oh, interesting. Okay. But it, it fell right in line, strangely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then I, you know, edited and went back and, you know, changed some things. But it was basically already written by then. Hmm. Uh, so it was very timely yeah. uh, to, to, you know, to write it in that way. But it's... I think it's a very encouraging book mm -hmm. because you could say, okay, well, she lost a lot, 
but what did she still have when she lost all of these outward things? Exactly. What did she still have? Exactly. And this is a a wonderful um, storyline that you're talking about here. And I'm curious, let's say, you know, uh, you are interested in working with an agent who is willing to take you through the traditional publishing process. Mm-hmm. Um, are you willing to talk about what would be deal breakers for you? Like what you're not willing to change or, or what you're willing to work with? Um, you know, I think the dialect, I, I, that to me, and, and I've had issues before with editors because um, I, I'm very, I, I'm professionally speaking, but I can also speak in that dialect of the Southern dialect and the mm-hmm. Southern, you know, things like that, that I know to be true to the culture. That's right. It's yeah. hard for me to let go of. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a, a book where I, and, and this may, this may be a strange word to you, but I used the word house coat and where I'm mm-hmm. from, you know, your grandma would wear a house coat. Okay. And they were, they said, you know, it has to be a house robe. It's a robe. Really? But in a different culture, we wore a house coat, you know? Right. So I would hope that they wouldn't water down the culture and it would be... Exactly. It would be a real... I, I wouldn't want it to be very stereotypical, but a real look at the culture mm-hmm. um, and just respectful of that because I know mm-hmm. that, you know... Mississippians are very proud of their culture and you know when when H.C. Bentley read it she was like okay I'm so glad that you got this right because when you're born and raised there and then you read a book and you're like wait that's not from (laughs) that's not around here we don't we don't say that yeah yeah so I would hope it would be authentic Mm -hmm. in that way um other than that I, I I I don't think there's anything that would bother me um, as far as that, just as if it was just culturally correct and respectful. And then this book, when, when do you plan on, um, releasing it? Cause you can pre-order now, right? Right. It's up for pre-order. Um, I still have several readers that are going to be reading it. Um, because I do, I, I have a, a, a reader base that I trust mm-hmm. and that they can come back and say, you know, this didn't, I didn't like this or this ending, or could you, and I really do listen to that. Not, not that I would listen to every single person because everybody can have a different opinion. Mm-hmm. But if in general, uh, a lot of readers said we didn't like this or we felt this was in, you know, disingenuous or then I would take that into account. Okay. So it's kind of in their hands right now. Uh, and I'm excited. They're, they're so excited. They've been waiting for this. And I'm like, you know, I would say, I'm sorry you know, it's going to be a while, you know, even if we get like a, a quick, uh, not like an, like a proof copy, mm-hmm. uh, proof copy. the shipping is delayed for COVID and this is everything's yeah. been delayed for COVID. Right. So they're really patient. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the group right now is so excited and it's been disappointing because I had a uh, book signing scheduled for this year. Yeah. And that was, I did, I loved doing that last year. I met so many great people and I love doing that. So when I had to cancel those, it was like, okay, right. I, I get it. I, I, we have to be safe. We have to be. So that was kind of a setback because that kind of helps, you know? Um, but so it's in their hands right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I would 
expect it by maybe the end of January. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it won't be much longer. Okay. And that's, that's the other thing that I like, because it sounds like it's way more tangible. You know, you have your, your reading group, um, that you seem to be very close to. And so you guys can kind of like feel your way to determine, okay, we're ready. Let's, let's hit the send button. Now. Right. It, it's a team. It, yeah. If, if you want to be an indie writer and you think you're just going to do it all by yourself. Right you're really going to struggle. <laughs> you yeah. need some mentors, you need a team, you need some other authors, mm-hmm. you need a support group, a reader. You you have to build that. You have yeah. to build that business. Exactly. And so because you can't do the um, in-person book signings right now, and I, f- I feel your pain because I would, I love connecting with people um, yep. during those type of events. So <laughs> what, my favorite. yeah. <laughs> so what ways have you come up with to, you know, alternate ways have you come up with to connect and um, meet, you know, new potential readers? How have you gone about doing that? I have done uh, a few interviews. The last one I did was on it was through Skype and it was on a YouTube channel for an interview. Um, and so I've done a few of those and then I share those, you know, with my readers on my platform. Okay. So nice. I'm basically just relying on YouTube videos, live chats, yeah. you know, kind of what everybody else is having to rely on right now, Zoom mm-hmm. or Skype. I, I've been doing Skype right now it's kind of what we have to rely on uh until we can get back out there and hands and you know and do that kind of thing i'm hopeful next year things get better and we're able to Mm. do that because i i like connecting with the readers and new people and just meeting of course i just love meeting new people so that's my thing exactly and that's that's just a huge part of the um the book world you know the literary world you you meet people and you network and things like that. So yeah, we, I look forward to getting back to that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, um, I do want to thank you so much for, for coming on. I think you, you shared so much useful information and your book made in Mississippi, you know, we, I'm looking forward to that release and just to see how it does. And, you know, just, just to find out how things turn out for the characters in that story. It sounds like a really good read. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I'm very impressed with you also as well. I'm looking at your work and I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) You are on it. I'm trying. We're trying over here, you know. (laughs) Very professional. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. So yeah, thank you again for coming on. And um, I would love to get your, your contact info for our listeners who may be interested in connecting with you so that when that, uh, when Made in Mississippi drops, they'll, they'll know, and they'll be right on it to, to order that for their own okay. reading. Yeah. Okay. okay yeah. So, mm-hmm. I have a, a website. I mainly do my uh, Amazon author uh, page. Yes. Um, my Instagram is really, for some reason, Facebook is great, but Instagram is on fire right now for some It is. You're absolutely right. It really, just Facebook is kind of dying. I don't know. I think it is too. I I think IG, Instagram is where it's at right now. Yeah, it's on fire. So Mm -hmm. I'm on Instagram as uh, Angela M. Robinson author. And uh, I'm trying to think of any other. uh, (laughs) Okay. It's hard on the spot, but that's, (laughs) I really work a lot from Instagram. And I've made a TikTok Okay, but oh wow, hats off! <laughs> okay, to you. So a lot of authors are doing this TikTok. <laughs> really? So we oh. all made one. I literally have 200 author friends on there, and we're 
trying to come we're like okay what are we going to do on here <laughs> exactly <laughs> like, it's, hot. it's hot right now but what what exactly are we going to do so we're trying to figure out this tiktok because it's huge mm -hmm. uh but i haven't really uh done much with that <laughs> yet yeah. so uh instagram is basically my main um platform right now okay all right so yeah you can send me that um information um and i'll okay. include it in the show notes um now the page on amazon uh is that your I, i'm assuming that's the author page on amazon because it had all your books on there that i saw yes. yep. okay perfect page. Yep. perfect okay all right so um yeah we'll go ahead and wrap it up here um <laughs> Again, this was a, a great conversation. I always look look forward to meeting new authors and connecting with them. So hopefully we can stay connected. I would love that. Okay. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> team once, building. Huh? It's all about team building. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, I'll be stalking you on Instagram too. You know? <laughs> I've already been stalking you. You've been stalked. Okay. I said, okay. <laughs> I said, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've been it's it's been